Hallelujah. You know, I just sense we're in such a, such a wonderful place. As we were worshiping, I just sensed when you can sit back and you can just relax. You have nothing to fear. All your concerns and worries, God's taking care of them. I sense a stirring of, of faith in people's lives. I just sense many have come in here and there's anxiousness in our lives. You're concerned about stuff, about defeat, about failures in your life, strength to overcome stuff. God is here tonight to say to you, I've increased your faith, child. You will overcome, you have overcome. Just look to me. I pray that tonight, Father, for even those that would come by way of, of television, Lord, watching Lord, whatever media we're on, YouTube or Facebook, I pray for an anointing as we experience it in this house, that it will flow through these airwaves and people will just sense this wonderful, joyous presence that we're experiencing right now. Thank you, Lord, that we can just sit back and relax. And that, Lord, where the surgery needs to be done, you will do it painlessly with love. I bless you tonight in this place. Oh God, we're so honored. We're so honored with your presence. I feel like Moses when he said, Lord, where can we go? Because if your presence go not with us, we're not moving, Lord. We just want to just rest in the presence of the Lord. We're in the presence of the Lord, his fullness of joy. Thank you for your grace tonight, Lord. We're so honored. We're so humbled, Father. We don't deserve it, Lord. But you're so good to us. We're so unworthy. And yet you love us so much, Lord. We truly want to just say, worthy is Jesus. It's a privilege we have to be able to call upon your name. The greatest privilege of any human, Father, is to be able to call upon the name of Jesus. We love you, Father. Come and minister to us through your word. Would your word, Lord, encourage us, even if it speaks straight to us, Lord. But may it be a powerful encouragement to our hearts. May we heed the word. May we have ears to hear what the Spirit of God wants to say to us tonight in this place. In the name of Jesus, we ask it. Amen, Lord. Hallelujah. Come, let us take our seats. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> oh, just switch it on there quick, I'll say. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Come, let us hear the word. Guys, I just want to be Thank you, obedient to the spirit of the Lord. While I was busy worshiping, God gave me a word for the church and God gave me a specific word for somebody in this place tonight and when Pastor George came up, Pastor George said those exact words that God is in this place tonight to do spiritual surgery on hearts tonight. 
But the Lord is saying, I'm prepared to do the surgery, but I'm standing at your heart's door and I'm knocking and the yeah. door is on your side. You need to open it. Amen, so Lord. my prayer is, allow God tonight through the power of the Holy Spirit to do surgery on your heart tonight. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I would be very disobedient if I didn't come up here now. The psalm says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And how many times in the Bible does the Bible or the Lord refer to us as sheep? Um, do the guys going up Everest, do they use sheep to carry their, their gear up there? No, they don't. Do people use sheep to, um, to work on their lands? No, they don't. Sheep are not load-bearing animals. We're not meant to bear a load. We have a shepherd that does that for us. Amen. And there's so many of us that are struggling with lots of stuff. And I've spoken to somebody here tonight, and there's so many of us that suffer from anxiety, depression, post-traumatic stress disorder, and heaven knows what else. This is a place for people that want to be healed, not for the perfect. Always remember, our shepherd is always there for us. We're not meant to, bear, to carry this burden. We meant to lay it at his feet. Amen, Lord Jesus. Thank you, man. Hallelujah. Thanks, bud. Amen. It's so wonderful when the Lord just begins to speak. Always be bold. If God puts something on your heart, be free to come up and just share what God's laid on your heart. Amen. It's just it's a beautiful atmosphere in this place tonight. I should just uh, close with prayer and we go home. <laughs> That's how lucky I feel about this. But it's such a joy to be out tonight to share God's word. And uh, I don't want to upset the, the atmosphere, but God has set up an atmosphere for us to, to prepare us to receive the word. Amen. So I'm excited about sharing what I want to do. Tonight I want to talk to you because I know in the time and the day and the age where we're living in, um, for people to want to want to know Jesus, they've got to see Jesus in us. Amen. So I've been thinking a lot about that and, and about us as people and how we interact with one another. When we proclaim we know Jesus, but then our behavior sometimes maligns that our testimony. Our walk and our talk don't always match. So I want to call this tonight, taming your tongue will improve your relationships and it will improve your life. We've got to be so careful what comes out of our back. <laughs> That's a mouth, by the way. If we want to do and we need to do whatever it takes to build great relationships, because if we don't do it, the ministry will, will, will begin to be defeated. Uh, our testimonies become defeated. And isn't that exactly what Jesus said? You know, I, I just... Just things jump out of you sometimes when you read the scripture. And, and when I thought about that thought, if, if we're not working on our relationships, doing whatever we need to do to build relationships, uh, this scripture came to me here in John uh, 13, verse 35. Jesus speaking. He says, I just want to read before it. He says, a new commandment I give you uh, to love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. How did God love us? Unconditionally. 
Then he says these words, verse 35. He says, by this all men will know that you my disciples, if you love one another. That's how all men will know that we follow Jesus. How? By our love for one another. But you know, I'm, I'm just going to share this now, just, just something. Jesus speaking, you know, the red letters, Jesus speaking. And he says, my children, I will be with you only for a little longer. And, I will, and, and you, you mustn't look for me. And just as I told you, and I told the Jews, so I tell you now, where I'm going, you cannot come. And then he, he says, but the new commandment I give, give unto you, that you will love one another. And this is how, they will, how you will, people will know you love me, because you have love for one another. Jesus is telling the disciples that I'm going to go away and I'm not going to be back, uh, but one day you'll see me again. And he's encouraging them. Then he tells them to love. Now just listen exactly how you and I are. We don't listen to what he said, like Peter, yeah? You listen to what Peter says. He doesn't say, Lord, how must I love my brother? Or Fricky, where's Fricky tonight? Fricky, gives me a hard time. He doesn't debate that question. Listen to what he says. Just shows you how we listen. He says to Jesus, some Peter asked Jesus, Lord, where are you going? <laughs> he didn't even listen to what Jesus said to him. He's so worried about what Jesus said. You know, we get like that in life. We're so worried about other things and what people said about us. When the Bible says, listen, just love one another. Amen. So here, here we are. Watch. Listen to this. Lest your negativity be, begins to destroy your positivity. Because it just happens like that. I mean, for one moment, for one moment, you're so positive and you're encouraging people. And the next minute, you can't believe it's actually you what's coming out of your mouth. Amen. Have you ever driven on the highway? <laughs> I'm driving on, Lord Jesus, beautiful day. Look at those mountains. You're stupid. What are you doing? In front? Lord God, in Jesus' name, this is awesome. We go from positive to negative like a sine wave. And God wants us to become more controlled with what comes out of our mouths. Amen. So tonight I want to talk to you about the positive tongue. We need to train our tongues, church, forming good habits so that what comes out of our mouths, and just listen to this, what comes out of our mouths, this is what God desires of us, listen to this, what comes out of our mouths must be, what's that word? First word, positive. Can I ask you tonight, honestly, what comes out of your mouth predominantly? Is it positive, mere as negative? Is it more positive than negative that comes out of your life? What we should do, what comes out of our mouth should be uplifting. Do you easily uplift or do you easily break down? When somebody comes and tells you a story about somebody, yeah, I know, he's like that. Or do you say, no, 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 I know a better side of X, Y, and Z. Next thing, what comes out of our mouth should be uplifting. Do you motivate others to grow spiritually? Uplifting people, or do you break people down with your tongue? What is it, a positive tongue or a negative tongue? What about encouraging? What should come out of our mouth? You know, God wants us all to be encouragers. That's what the Word says we must be. Amen. You need to walk around being an encourager. Are you an encourager tonight? That's the question. Do your words cause people to carry on? Do you tell people, 
Fight the good fight. Listen, I've been through this. I know God helped me. You need to persevere. I'm standing with you. Encouraging people. Are you an encourager? I ask you tonight. What about exhorting? I love this Afrikaans, vermaning. And it's not like, hey, trap your eight, vermaning type. Exhorting means strongly urging people to push forward. Some people are just going through stuff and you stand there and you just exhort them. You say, listen, I'm with you. I'm standing with you. You know they're going through stuff. You send them a scripture. You give them an encouragement. You tell them you're praying for them. You trust God and you watch the breakthroughs come. That's the positivity that God wants to come out of our lives. Amen. Other than exhorting, what about inspiring? Do you always have a scripture to inspire people? When somebody's got a crisis, do you talk with the crisis or do you say, thus says the Lord, the word of God says this. God will give you the breakthrough. This is what the Word of God says. Encouraging, inspiring people. And lastly, what comes out of your mouth? Is it a blessing? Do you bless or do you curse with your tongue? Do you bless people? Do you mostly bless them? If I think we had the blessing run in, brought such a good word on speaking a blessing over people's lives. That's what we should be doing. That should be in our nature, to speak a blessing over people's lives. Man, let me tell you something. You cannot sprinkle perfume on people without getting a little bit of a touch of it on you. <laughs> so when you go one night in Paris, you also smell a bit like, like a cheap buff. But <laughs> Listen to this beautiful proverb. Proverb 22, verse 11. He says, He who loves purity and pure in heart and who is gracious in his speech why? Because of the grace of, on his lips, he will have the king as his friend. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? He says we need to have a pure heart and, and we need to love purity. And then it's going to change our speech because what's going to come out of us is going to be pleasing to the Lord God Almighty. And let me tell you, it will be pleasing to people that you mix with. Are you a joy to have around? <laughs> Or when you appear in a circle, everybody changes the subject. <laughs> Ever wondered why? We really need to tame our tongues, church. We really need to do in the area of our confession what we speak about. You know, Jesus made such an incredible statement. Jesus speaking, knowing the heart of man. He says these words in Matthew 12, 34. He says, for, for out of the overflow of the heart, what happens? The mouth speaks. You cannot speak positively if you've got continuous negativity in your life. Amen. We need to understand that. He has such a powerful psalm. While I was preparing this, I looked up this psalm here. And it, it, just, it just tells me of the arrogance of many people in life. Listen, listen to these words here. Psalm 12, verse 3 to 4. He says, May the Lord cut off all flattering lips and every boastful tongue. And he says, May the Lord cut them off. Because listen what they're saying. That says, this, these tongues are saying this, we will triumph with our tongues. We own our lips. Who is our master? You know, you might not say that in so many words, but by your actions, by your speech, by your behavior, you're actually doing exactly that. Flattering lips, boasting, <laughs> saying stuff. We will triumph with our tongues. I will say it. I don't care. Do you ever get so duck and angry? You become so negative. You, you couldn't care less what people think, say, or anything. But I am going to have my moment and tell you the truth. Speak the truth in love, the Bible says. Amen. 
Just listen to this quote I read the other day. It says, the word of God conceived in the human spirit. When I read the word of God and the word of God becomes a part of my human spirit, my spirit that is in me, and that's formed by my tongue, the word in me begins to come out of me and I begin to speak it. This, that is spoken out of the mouth. Listen what it will do. It will become a creative power that will work for you. The moment I have this word in me and I speak the word of God, it becomes a creative power. We, we will never understand the power of words, church. One day the Bible says we're going to be accountable for every word we spoke. There is power in our word because when I read that, the opposite is, is true too. The word of God, if it's not conceived in my spirit, if I'm not getting the word into my life, it's, that's not what's going to be formed on my tongue. Negativity is going to be formed on my tongue and, and it's going to be spoken out of my mouth and it will become a creative power that will work against you. We defeat ourselves by our own mouths. Amen. I want to encourage you with this. Our tongue should always rise to the level of the Word of God. Did you hear what I just said? Our tongue should always rise to the level of the Word of God. Because that's a positive person. That's a positive positive person. As Christians, we should be known as people who speak positively, speak in the Word of God in every situation. Not my own slim planner. And that's why you need to spend time in the Word of God. You need to know what the Word of God says. You need to allow that spirit to be conceived in your human spirit. Because when you speak it, it will be a powerful force that will come out of you. I just read this thing the other day. It's, it's almost like a poem, but it's so true about the tongue. Listen to this. The power of your, our words. A careless word may kindle strife. Afrikaans is a sorgeloze word. And that word kindle is aansteek, and, and the strife is toesai. A careless word may kindle strife. A cruel word may wreck a life. Oh, maybe there's some folks sitting here today where your parents spoke stuff over your life, your friends, your school teachers said you'll never amount to anything. They said that about me. Yeah. Yeah, a cruel word can wreck a life. A bitter word can instill in people hate. Amen. And a brutal word may smite and kill. How easily we fall into this negative way of talking. Careless, cruel, bitter, and brutal. God wants us to live differently. Just listen to this next part. A gracious word may smooth the way. A joyous word may light the day. A timely word may lessen stress. And a loving word may heal and bless. Isn't that so beautiful? What do you do more of? Careless, cruel, bitter, or or brutal? Or or your words gracious, joyous, timely, and loving? I would like to remind you of Proverbs 22, 11 again. It says, He who loves purity who loves to live pure before God, and, and, and you're pure in heart, what's going to happen? You're going to have a gracious speech. Because of the grace on your lips, what's going to come out of you? You will have the king as a friend. <laughs> the king of all glory. Hallelujah. Can I say this to you tonight? Listen to this. You know what they say, man? You've heard the saying. Hey, talk is cheap now. Let me tell you something. 
Talk is very expensive. Talk is not cheap. Talk is very expensive. Our words are powerful. Listen, what we say affects what we get from others and what others get from us. What we hand out comes back to us either as a blessing or a curse. Because many times it's like an echo. What you're saying to people comes back at you. That's why we need to be careful how we say it. That's why I'm talking to you tonight about taming your tongue. We need to tame it because it improves our relationships and it will improve our lives. Amen? Tonight I want to just work through a few things. So you can actually get the...
Defend someone against negative criticism. Oh, that is so rife in the church, eh? Negative criticism. Just watch yourself. Do you easily, and I asked that earlier, do you easily criticize or do you compliment? It's so easy to criticize. And if you do, change your attitude. Get the habit of being a positive person. Whatever. Listen, discourage gossip. If somebody's gossiping, say, hey, these two things over here, they're not dustbins. (laughs) Shut the person up. Because the gossip stops when you put him on his place. Isn't that so? Express appreciation. How thankful are you? Always be thankful. Thank people for what they do. Amen. Don't take people for granted. Kids, thank your parents. Amen. Don't know why I said that, but I hope you're hearing me. And parents, thank your children when they do well. Express hope and enthusiasm. That's wonderful things that that children of God do. Hope and appreciation. That's what we do. Encourage that. Encourage someone to persevere. That's that's positive. Encourage someone to express concern for, for other people. Express concern for other people. Do people know you care? Speak of God's goodness. Always speak of God's goodness. No matter what you're going through, always speak of God's goodness. Because a positive tongue is a sure sign of spiritual growth and maturity. If you're consistently negative what's coming out of your mouth, and we talk about taming your tongue, church, we need to understand it's a clear sign of immaturity. You're still on milk. God wants us to grow, amen, in a, to have a positive confession coming out of our mouths. You think it's not possible. Let me tell you, James, otherwise he would never have written this in the Bible. James 3 verse 2 says this, For we all often stumble and fall and offend in many things. Anybody... Anybody done that before? Stumble, fall, and offend in many things. Anybody here? (laughs) Only a few honest people. We said positivity, you tell the truth, okay? (laughs) I think every one of us over here have, at some point in our lives, stumbled, fallen, and offended in many things, he says. But listen to this. He says, if anyone does not offend in his speech, in what he says, that he never says the wrong thing. He, listen to what happens. He becomes fully developed in his character, and he's a perfect man. And what is he able to do? He's able to control his whole body and to curb his entire nature. The potential is that the Word of God says we, we are able to do that. Notice how the tongue controls our character and our whole body. What's coming out of here? controls my whole life there is a place that we can get to in the Lord Jesus Christ because our ultimate aim needs to become like Jesus we need to be like Jesus listen 1 Peter 2 21 says this he says for even to this you were called and I love the amplified it says it is inseparable from your vocation your your rupang your calling For Christ also suffered for you and I, leaving you his personal example, so that you should do what? Follow in his footsteps. He was guilty of no sin. And listen to this, neither was deceit or guile ever found on his lips. Can I say this? Jesus paved the way so that we could live 
and overcoming positive speaking life. It is possible if we will stop just making a decision to be careless with what comes out of us. And what's coming out of you is because of what's in you. Change what's in you and then what's in garbage in, garbage out. Amen. It's the truth. That's the truth. Make a godly decision for your life to speak positively. Say to yourself, today you will speak positively. And the moment you speak negatively about something, someone or something, or negative confession over your life, change it immediately. Repent and say, God, forgive me in Jesus' name. And bring it back into the Word of God and bring it back into correction. And you know what? The devil hasn't got a handle on you then. Amen. I love it, eh? Maybe you've held on too long to your weaknesses and failures for, for much too long because of having an untamed negative tongue. Maybe for too long. But I want to I encourage you tonight, now, tonight, as you're sitting here, decide, make the choice to change. Just, just repeat after me. Because I can. Say, <laughs> so I can. <laughs> Be positive. You can. There's none of us that cannot do it. We can do it. James encouraged us. If anyone does not offend in speech and never says anything wrong, he's fully developed character and he's a perfect man, able to control his whole body and curb his entire nature. What a wonderful place to get to. But you can never get there unless you make quality choices and decisions in your life. You see, we hear this stuff, we go home and we carry on like we got in here. Now, when you walk out of those doors, you've got to be different from the way you arrived here. Because the Holy Spirit has tonight come and equipped you with something so that you can get out of here and go live a victorious life. Go live a tamed tongue life. God's message to you today, and I want to read this to you. Philippians 4 verse 13. Read this with me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Listen to me. God wants to help you. God is for you to walk an overcoming life. Amen. Just listen to this beautiful message. I love this, this very scripture. Ephesians 3 verse 20. We apply it to all sorts of stuff. But now I want you to apply this to what you've heard tonight. He says, now to him, this is our heavenly father, who in the consequence of the actions of his power, not my power, his power, right? That is in work where? Within me. He, God, is able to carry out His purpose. And how, how will He carry out? He'll do it super, say super abundantly. Yeah, you know, it's a little bit more abundant. Super abundant, okay? It's like abundance on steroids. Super abundantly. Far over and above all that we dare to ask, think infinitely beyond our highest prayers, our highest desires, our highest thoughts, hopes, or even dreams. My goodness me. We stand in His presence without excuse. Seriously. And see this tonight as an encouraging word. Because God loves us so much and He wants us to make corrections in our lives. Because it's not for His good. It's for your good and for my good. Because the more positive I am, the greater the, greater the person I'll be. And not because we have anything to, to boast in ourselves. But, but isn't it wonderful to be an instrument in God's hands? For somebody to say, I want to be like that. Paul says, follow me like I follow Jesus. What did they see in Paul? They saw this positive attitude in the man. 
He was kind. He was gentle. He was loving. He had the fruit of the Spirit working in his life. Amen. God wants you to trust him. My question, I would ask you tonight, do you trust him enough to help you to tame your tongue? Do you trust him enough tonight? Because I want to close off with this statement. His strength is waiting for your positive confession. (laughs) There's the strength ready to be released over your life. All he wants you to do is say positively, Father, I've made a mistake, but my positive confession is I want to live. I I want to tame my tongue and I want to live a positive life because I know it will help in my relationships and in my own life. Is that your desire tonight? And you know, we're going to drop straight into the communion on this, on this note. I just want to read this scripture to you tonight. In the light of what you've heard. And, and it's in 2 Corinthians 15, verse 8, 8 and 19. Listen to what he says here. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 18 and 19. He says, All of this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ. And he gave us the ministry of reconciliation. All of this he has given us to reconcile us. That is almost the soon is the Afrikaans word. To put us in right standing with God. Isn't that wonderful? Tonight I'm in right standing with God because of what Jesus, nothing about myself, all about him. And because I'm in right standing with him tonight, he's given me. The wonderful privilege to carry a message of, of, of his message of reconciliation to others. He's freely given it to me so I can freely give it. Negativity will never carry reconciliation. It's impossible. Because he goes on to say, And he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and he raised again. We need to live for Jesus because he has given us the ministry of reconciliation. I was just thinking of, of the, the communion table tonight. And, and, and this just came to my mind over here. This table doesn't only speak about the victory that we have in Christ Jesus. But, but I just want you to know something. Because the one who's wanting you to speak negative, the one who's wanting you to be uh, obnoxious, unforgiving, bitter, negative, and all of that other stuff, and, and strife and all of that stuff, our enemy of our souls. Amen. But I want you to look at this table tonight and know this. Because when Jesus, he didn't say... I'm over, it's over. No, no, he said it is finished. He did a work on the cross and he defeated Satan. This table tells us that Satan is defeated and he has no more hold or victory on your life. So don't give it to him. Amen. So tonight we want to take communion with a positive heart and say, Lord, you know what? I want to be positive, man. You know, you, you know these areas in your life where, where you kind of... You're just, you're just negative. There's certain things. And then when we think about our country, yes, bro, if we get together, we can gesels in a asblik in. In a asblik in. That's just for the English. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, we need to be talking positively. Tame our tongues. Because that's what God wants. And the Word of God says, Paul writing, and he says in 1 Corinthians uh, 11 verse 23 says, For I received from the Lord 
what I'm going to pass on to you. The Lord Jesus on the night he was betrayed, he took bread and, and, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and he said, this is my body which is broken for you. He says, and in the same way after the supper, he took the cup saying, this cup is in the new covenant in my blood. Do this. And whenever you drink it, do it in remembrance of me. And I love it. He says, where, where's this? Yeah, he says, a man ought to examine himself before he eats this bread and drinks this cup. This, this table doesn't speak of negativity. It speaks of 100 full potential positivity. Because when you take his body and you take his blood, you're saying, Lord Jesus, I remember what you did for me. You've empowered me. You'll never forsake me. You'll never leave me. You're with me all of the time. Lord, I can live like an overcomer. Let us do that tonight. Let us take this communion. Just spend time with God. You've heard the word of God. I mean, I, I can just share the word with you. I mean, I go through this all week. Yo, it's a challenge for me. But I need to change as much as every one of you need to change. I've got to think of this stuff. It's got to become a part of our DNA, church. Positive people. Tame your tongue. Praise be to God. Amen. Come, let's just pray over this, these elements. And then I want us to move forward. Help yourselves. Go back to your seats. When you sit down, have your communion. Don't wait on one another because obviously it takes a bit of time and stuff. But take your communion. But, but don't just take it. <laughs> take it and spend a bit of time with God and say, Lord, if you need to confess something to God, lay it at the feet of Jesus. What a wonderful privilege. He's here tonight. He's here to forgive you. He's here to strengthen you. He's here to enable you to walk a victorious walk with him. Amen. Are you ready for that? Father, we thank you tonight. And Lord, it's so amazing because you said this. Every time we come together, we remember. We remember that you paid such an incredible price. And Father, we don't want to ever by our lifestyle nullify the wonderful work that Jesus did because of our behavior. I want to ask that you'd forgive us tonight, Lord. And we come and we examine ourselves. Holy Spirit, would you just take your fingertip and just press it on our hearts in the areas that we need to bring and lay before you tonight. As we take your body that was broken for us, Lord, and your blood in this juice tonight, representing your blood of the new covenant. We have a new covenant with Jesus. The new covenant is that we would love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our minds, with all our strength, and we will love one another as you have loved us. May that be the strength in every life here tonight as we come and take this communion. Would you allow your anointing to be on these elements, Father, and touch each life in Jesus' name. Amen.
alive. It's a worthy song. It's a grateful song because God is so good. Amen. May you have an amazing, blessed, breakthrough, awesome week. May God answer your prayers. But let us do one thing and let's do it like God would have us to do. Tame our tongues. <laughs> Amen. Change our speech and do it willingly. Father, thank you for this amazing, awesome, present time that you've given us. I know you've enriched everyone that has come here tonight. I know that you've spoken to our hearts. And Father, I know that you want us better. Your children, thank you that you work in our lives, never ceasing to make us better. We thank you for that. We go out into this week rejoicing with a song on our lips. God is so good. And we thank you for it, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. Have an amazing week. Don't run off. Get some coffee. Enjoy some fellowship. Amen.